Hello everybody, welcome to All Villa, No Filler. Please like and subscribe. Give me a Christmas present and click that subscribe button as we race towards 3,000 subscribers. Come on, let's get there. Um, anyway, I'm just back from Villa Park. Uh, it's, it's midnight, so uh, as you can imagine, it take, as usual, it takes a while to go back from the villa, but I am back here at home in Solihull, or my parents' home in Solihull. And, um, well, Aston Villa won, Sheffield United won. Not the result we all wanted, but a result we could see coming. I think a lot of Villa fans, look, we're not an arrogant fan base because we have lived through um, some difficult times as Villa fans and we um, know how difficult it is to keep picking up positive results. And... Um, Sheffield United, it didn't take a genius to work out uh, with a new manager bouncing Chris Wilder, a very clever manager, a canny manager who did a really good job with them before, uh, getting, getting them into the top half of the Premier League before they were relegated. This season, obviously, they've had a horrible time of it under Heckenbottom. In comes Chris Wilder. I think he just knew that he would look at Villa and think, well, Aston Villa, 15 home games, one in a row. This is a massive chance for Sheffield United to show what they're made of and to, you know, give themselves some kind of momentum this season. I think Sheffield, you know, I I, I was up there for a long time at university. I have huge respect for them as a, as a football club. I think they're, um, yeah, they're one of that. There should be a regular Premier League side. To be honest, same as Sheffield Wednesday. Um, but um, you know, they came to Villa Park this today and. You know, it's it's quite surreal having to watch um, opposition teams come to Villa Park and treat us like we're Barcelona, basically. Treat us like a team that they know we're going to have absolutely the vast majority of possession. Sit five in defence with a tight four, kind of like what Brentford did at their place the other day. Five, four, one, and then just try and hit us on the break. And, um, you know, if I look at some of the stats... 78% possession to Aston Villa, 22 to Sheffield. And for long periods of that game, it was about 88% possession to Aston Villa. Um, so being in the stadium, it was a, an electric atmosphere, um, particularly to start with. But Sheffield, I think their game plan was just don't concede early. Just be kind of rough and tough and don't let Villa play their way into it. Um, but the fact is Villa were camped in their half. Uh, and Sheffield just, you know, they didn't want the ball really. They just knock it away and hope, you know, hope that a long ball over the top might just break for a Cameron Archer. Um, but then at the same time, the game plan was just hold off, try and hold Villa out. And then as the game wears on, Villa get more frustrated. Then they can introduce a player like uh, Hamer, very, very talented player, uh, or introduce an Ollie McBurney to just kind of add a little extra dimension up front. And then maybe they get a goal that way. And that's exactly what happened. Fair play to Sheffield, really. And fair play to Chris Wilder. His game plan worked uh, against a team that won 15 in a row. That's a, that's a huge achievement, you know, for a team at the bottom of the league, low on confidence and need points. And um, I think, yeah, I think full credit to Sheffield, really. But I think when it comes to Villa, um, if I'm honest, I, I sort of felt, I mean, it, it's very easy, easy to say that, you know, the, the build-up was slow. And it was slow and it felt at times like it could have been quicker. But at the same time, it's very difficult not to be slow when the other team literally just camped in defence with 5-4-1 with a very tight 4 to their 5. Um, so trying to play through that is difficult. But, you know, in the first 20 minutes, it felt like Villa were 
causing them a lot of problems and were playing through. I think there was one really nice passage of play down the left uh, between Ramsey and Louise, and Louise put a curved ball in with the outside of his foot and it didn't quite come off. Um, I think a ball into the back post with Ollie Watkins in the stadium, it looked instantly like a penalty. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I've looked at the replay and I think it probably was a penalty. Um, he had his hand... It felt like Watkins was both pushed and held. Uh, I think if the referee gave it, I don't think VAR overturns it. But then again, it's one of them that if the referee doesn't give it, I'm not sure VAR sends him to the to the screen. So it's just on a referee's whim, really. And I, I, I just in the stadium, I just instinctively felt that that was a penalty. But he didn't give it. Um, and that's the challenge for Villa, isn't it? You know, if you want to be competing right at the very top, you have to find a way to break a team like a, a Sheffield who comes and defends against you. And I'll speak a little bit on that more in a second about that low block. But, um, you know, it, with the fact that we faced it a few times this season, I really, really ponderously struggled to break down those teams that do that. But uh, as I say, you know, Sheffield did that first half. By the end of it, it just felt a bit like we've been all over them, but we've not really created anything other than, I think, one chance that Bailey and Diaby worked in together. Uh, and then second half, again, more of the same. But once it got to about the... Well, all right. Well, firstly, there's the disallowed goal. Um, again, in the stadium, didn't see anything. Didn't notice anything. Sheffield got the ball. We were able to get away. So it was a new phase of play. We win it back. Ball across, goal from Leon Bailey. And honestly, as soon as the goal went in, I saw the Sheffield players going mad. I saw the referee do that thing, which made me think, well, here we go. Uh, it's going to be VAR. So I immediately looked at the screen while most of the Ramy were celebrating because I thought, well, something's happened that they're complaining about. So let's see what it is. I looked up uh, and again on, on the screens, I couldn't I couldn't see what the, the problem was. Now I've watched the replay. uh yeah, Ramsey is holding his arm. He's holding to his arm. Ramsey's also been held, but on top of that, the the, the next phase of play is sort of gone. Sheffield had it away and were um, push that hair down. Uh, they they had it away and um, Villa won it back. So again, I'm not really sure what the rules are anymore. Um, I don't I don't know why that was not given in the end. Um, a weird one. Um, uh, frustrating. But again, you know, that's just the annoying nature of it. It just kind of felt in the stadium a little bit like, you know, like I, I've defended VAR and I still defend VAR because I think as soon as we get rid of it, within one week, there will be a series of decisions at Old Trafford that go Man United's way and we'll all be back to how we were 10 years ago going, why do Man United get every decision? They were 10 yards offside. So I, I'm just kind of like, um, I'm, I'm quite wary about this sort of anti-VAR thing that's building just because I know, I rem I very vividly remember when th the way things were just before. Um, it, it came in, but tonight was again, a, probably a game where you could say for those who want rid of VAR, that was a good case study because in the stadium, there were just so many checks and... When Sheffield scored, this is probably not something you, that was noticed on TV, but there was a long VAR check again for something that in the stadium felt like, I don't know what they're looking at. Like, all right, so the ball came out to Yonderan. Yonderan, foolishly in my opinion, 
instead of just looking at the ball, looked at the Sheffield player and thought, I'm going to try and physically outdo him, but then move towards the ball. It's not that, you know, it's, it's not the worst thing a striker's done. Strikers do that quite a lot, but it, it just felt a little bit immature because I was watching him doing it. I thought, ah, all right, whatever. And then the Sheffield players all got wound up. I don't know why. It was like nothing happened. I could, you could see nothing happen. But then there was just a long VAR check again. And you were like, this is like the fifth time tonight. Like, And it's like, I can see in the stadium. I'm like miles away from it. I can see that it doesn't need this level of checking. Like, just get on with it. Um. And uh, nothing came of it. But what happened was that the VAR check ended and immediately Sheffield took the free kick in a way as if like the, the referee hadn't really allowed the Villa players to just settle after that. So he said, they took the free kick and Villa had to react and got just got caught out by it. And John McGinn's racing back to stop Hamer, dives in to stop him, gets done. Hamer pulls it back to Archer and it's a goal. I, I genuinely think VAR caused that goal. It was a stupid, it was a pointless check. And again, the free kick was allowed to be taken far too quickly after the decisions given. So the players are not switched on. It was it, it was it was really annoying. It was it was like genuinely, I don't I'm not making ex, you know excuses, you know, for, for you know, I think Sheffield's game plan worked brilliantly, and I'm I'm sure it'll work out again this season for them. I don't fancy going to Bramall Lane, for instance, and I'm sure a lot of teams are going to come unstuck at Bramall Lane. Maybe they will have a late surge to stay up. Um, but I, I, I just felt that was that was, it was really annoying. It was really annoying. It felt it just felt like the referee didn't stop to just give it five like five seconds and just make sure everyone's alert. Because what you know, you've got to be alert for quick free kicks, but. When it's a VAR check that just runs on forever, why would you be alert? Because you haven't got a clue when it's going to end. So I don't know. I just I just thought it's the kind of thing pundits not going to talk about. But in the stadium, it it was blatant. It was like VAR literally caused that goal because it ran on for ages. No one knew when it ended, and then but when it did end, the referee just goes to Sheffield player, yeah, play on, and they just kick it quickly. It's like, what, what are you supposed to what are you supposed to do about that? I, I don't know. I I, 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 I I'd be pretty furious if I was in Emery about that. Um, but whatever, you know, it's just football now, isn't it? So uh, anyway, um, I think Villa, so Villa nearly scored after that goal went in. You know, let's face it, that goal went in in about the 85th minute. So you're thinking, right, here we go. This is this is the old Villa, the classic Villa. That's what they do. They lose, They get a great result and then they lose 1-0 at home to... Sheffield United. Back in the day, it would have been a 1-0 loss at home to someone like a Sunderland who was struggling that season and you somehow lose to a Michael Chopra goal over the top. I was at the, in the stadium when that actually happened. But tonight, it just kind of felt like Villa's attitude now is do not give up. You just keep going, right? So Sheffield settled back into their defensive shape and uh, what a brilliant run from Zaniolo. I said on Twitter, I thought Zaniola was going to get his goal tonight, his first Premier League goal tonight after he got his first goal for Villa against Zrinski. He played well against Brentford when he came on. And tonight, again, um, when he was involved, he looked useful. Uh, and then fantastic run and a great, great header. It was super header and a brilliant ball from Douglas Ruiz. And that is the Villa we know now, you know, one that um, can, get a re you know, can get a result late on. And I just felt it feels another two minutes. I think we might have created another chance to, to get the winner. Um, 
some other observations I'd just say though is that I think uh I think we actually missed Kamara. Um because it felt like I thought McGinn was superb. He just is a brilliant, brilliant football player. But it feels like look when McGinn and Louise play deeper, you're losing something. And I think if Kamara was there, you would have had McGinn further forward. And it just feels like he could have done something a bit further forward and impacted the game more so in attack. And Louise will just do all the sweeping up. Oh, sorry, Kamara will do all the sweeping up and Louise can therefore attack himself a bit more. Whereas instead with Louise and McGinn, it felt a little bit like the two of them were always having to think of their defensive duties and just having to play side to side all the time because they were both a little bit deeper. Another observation I had was I think Cash looks a little bit low on confidence. Um, I, I don't know whether it's in his head a little bit. You could kind of see like, I don't know whether Emery was getting annoyed at him, Martinez was getting annoyed at him. It just felt a little bit like in the last 20, 15 minutes, he looked really tired or like he, I don't know, like he, he lost his confidence or he just felt like when a player went at him, you, you weren't sure that, that he was going to stop them. And when he went forward, you weren't confident his touch would be quite right. There were a couple of occasions when he'd bombing forward. And if his touch was just a little bit further, if he just got his touch slightly right, he'd be able to bomb into some space. But instead, it'd be a slightly clunky touch. And then he'd have to pull back. And then we'd be back, Sheffield back into their shape. And we do the same thing again. Pass, 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 pass around. And can't really quite find a way through. Um, that's not me getting at cash. I just thought he looked a little bit low on confidence at period uh, in particularly in the last 15 minutes it was I felt felt a bit sorry for him to be honest um but he had some good moments in the game but the, yeah just just something looked a little off in that last 15 um I think uh Villa as well um it's a bit of a running theme isn't it the uh, the low block uh Zhirinsky Mostar came to Villa sat deep I was at that game Felt like deja vu. Sat deep the whole game. And Zrinski, a team that, if they're in the Premier League, I mean, God only knows how they do. Probably not very well. But we, it's professional footballers who are well, well coached and structured in a defensive shape are really bloody hard to get play through. It's really hard to, to beat them. Zrinski did it to us. Nottingham Forest did it did it to us at the City Ground. Sheffield United have done it to us now tonight. Brentford did it for a long period the other day at the GTEC, and uh, it was only for a red card that we really started to find our way through. It's um, it's something we've got to get used to, and something that I'm sure uh, Unai Emery, Pacquiao, Steran, and the rest of the coaching staff are probably thinking long and hard about. That you know, now that other teams see us as like the, the team that are going to be more ball dominant and are willing to allow us to have 80% possession of the ball, you know, if they're just going to get into their shape all the time very quickly and be hard to break down, how can Villa find a way through more regularly? How can we, how do we break through that, those defensive walls? You know, you know, um, Hadrian's wall lined up. How do we get through it? The Great Wall of China, you know, Genghis Khan managed to get get through the Great Wall of China by just walking around it. So maybe that's what we need to do: just go out wide and figure out a way to break past their fullbacks. Or may or I don't know. There was one occasion tonight where where Douglas has got the ball, played it into Duran's feet, and he laid it off to Watkins, and Watkins had a 
poor finish. He should have probably should have scored, to be honest, with a player of his quality. But um, it, it just felt like things like that didn't really happen tonight. You know, maybe we could have just done that a little bit more, like straight into the feet of a striker, lay it off, shot. And there were one or two occasions where it felt like Sheffield were out of shape and we were quite slow to just get it out wide quicker. And once they get it out wide, then we can just break in. You know, it just felt a little bit like, I mean, I I love our desire. I love the fact that our game plan is possession and keep the ball and bully other teams in that way. But um, there were one or two occasions tonight where I just thought like, I think if we were a bit more experienced playing like this, we'd have, we'd have got that ball out to cash breaking forward a bit quicker or out to Jacob Ramsey a bit quicker. Just one or two occasions, it felt a bit like, I feel like we've just pulled the ball back now and allowed Sheffield to get into the shape. And I think if we'd actually just made a gamble pass, that might have made a difference. Um, but that said, you know, Uno Emery's calculation would be if we keep gambling with passes, we give, we give possession away more often than not. And lo and behold, they come and get a breakaway goal or something. So, Maybe that's his thinking, but I don't know. I just, it was frustrating, but you know, what you've got to say is it was fantastic character to come back and not lose the game because look, you won 15 in a row, you've beaten Man City, you've beaten Arsenal and you could very easily have just gone into yourself and thought, we've blown it, we've blown it and sulked and instead, no, Villa kept going right to the last minute and nearly got a winner as well. So, great character to not lose that game and it was important we didn't lose you know Man United away next and you don't want to go into that after a really disappointing home loss against Sheffield so it was great to get that you know late equaliser and keep you know keep the positive results flowing um, I think United away is going to be I think what I suspect about United and I'll talk a bit more about them tomorrow is that I just have a feeling they're going to look at Villa and think we need to put them back in their box we're Man United who are these lot and they'll sit deep like Sheffield did but hit us on the break with better quality players I can already see how what's going to happen at Old Trafford I think um, but anyway I'll talk about a bit, bit more about that next time but uh, yeah it, yeah, frustrating not to get the get the win and go top of the league but at the same time we didn't lose you know having conceded late got a late equaliser Zaniola gets his first Premier League goal much needed um, really happy for him uh, otherwise I think DRB looked a little bit lost tonight didn't quite impact the game uh, I don't know whether it was because of just a lack of space and also we've got to remember you know he's He's playing in a new position, really. He's he was always a right winger at Bayer Leverkusen, and there were occasions tonight where he did actually go out to the right wing and just destroyed the Sheffield fullback. And it was like, oh, there we go. And then he's back into his second striker role and not quite impacting the game as much as it looked like he did on the right. So that's an interesting one. Again, and another conundrum that you know Professor Rune, I'm sure, will work out. But. Yeah, frustrating game. I think, you know, fair play to Sheffield. Again, I think the game plan absolutely went to exactly what Chris Wilder would have wanted bar the late conceded goal. Um, difficult to break down and I'm sure they'll get more results now as a result of this. But uh, it's going to, you know, you, you can't defend deep like that every game and, you know, because you, 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 you know, you're not going to get away with that. But um, 
but a, a smartly coached team that I'm sure will now put up much more of a fight to stay in the Premier League. And I hope they do, apart from when Villa go to Bramall Lane and hopefully, you know, don't don't lose or draw there. Hopefully we get a win. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, fair play to Sheffield and frustrating with Villa. But look, didn't lose. So we've got a late equaliser. Keep the momentum going. Let's go to our Trafford and get a win. Please like and subscribe. Up the mighty Villa. Yeah.